Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. I declare the scripture, Zechariah 2.5, over Faith City Outreach, which says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Pastor Bill Jenkins, who is a pastor of Destinyland Christian Center in Ontario, California, and the author of the book, The Prophetic Almanac. 2019. Thank you so much for being on my radio program, Pastor Jenkins, and to share about your book, The Prophetic Almanac, 2019. Absolutely Absolutely. glad to be with you today. Now, before you share about your book, I am curious to know if you felt the Holy Spirit when you were writing this book. Absolutely. Uh, Actually, the prophetic almanac is something that I've done for a few years, and I sort of felt led to do that to give a vision for each and every year. I believe God has expectations for us in a year, and I believe God has expectations. He wants us to understand that He wants uh, to do in our own lives. And so I think that it's very important for us to understand what the prophetic word really is all about, and then to understand specifically what God is trying to get across to us for a given year. Amen. And I did notice that you had also a prophetic almanac since 2016. Yeah, since 2016, what I do is I take the numbers in the Bible that refer to that specific year, I write out all the scriptures, and then I let it speak to me as to what it exactly says. I'm not trying to tell the Word or tell God what He means. I'm letting the Word of God and God Himself through the scripture tell me what He means when these different numbers are mentioned in the Bible for a particular year. Now, how does this process happen, uh, Pastor Jenkins? Now, you said you felt the Holy Spirit. How did you know the, the Holy Spirit was speaking to you about all the information that you wrote in your book? Because you had some very concrete uh, scriptures. Um, you also had concrete prayers for the regions. Um, for example, chapter 7, um, where you had, uh, let's say, it's the spiritual forecast for the five regions of the United States. How did this happen? I mean, how did you know it was the Holy Spirit? <laughs> well, that's a great question. I mean, uh, I went through a time in my life where after being saved and in church and being a pastor, where I needed sort of a new way to study the Bible and maybe even a new way to understand God. And so the Lord began to reveal himself to me in a different way through numbers, colors, names, symbols, people and places in the Bible. And I began to study that and it opened up sort of a whole new avenue for me to know and to understand God in a whole different way. And so I really didn't know what I was getting into uh, until I got into it. And my first book, when I wrote it, uh, it was sort of like I was in a closet for five days. Uh, I didn't come out. I didn't do anything. I wrote a book. And when I write, I write longhand. Like I just take a piece of paper and I write 
you know, with my pen and paper. And so it wasn't a computer and I would write it out on paper. I'd hand it to my wife. My wife would hand it to my personal assistant. She would type it out. And after five days, I had a book. So I really didn't even know, to be honest with you, what all I had until it was actually written out. And I saw, wow, you know, I've been in the presence of the Lord for five days and the Lord sort of broke it up into chapters. He gave me different things. Uh, like fun facts. He gave me what it means to be born on that specific uh, day. So back in 2016, what does it mean to be born on the 16th day? 2017, what does it mean to be born on the 17th day? Right. And 2018 and so on. So uh, then the Lord always, in the past, he gave me the 50 states. He gave me a word for all 50 states. This year, he gave me a word for five regions. So I really never know uh, the specifics of what I'm going to get until I start to write. And when I do write, I get alone and it's just like the Lord gives me the words and I write it down and I'm in the spirit until I'm done. And when I'm done, when he's done talking, I'm done writing. <laughs> Amen. Now, I really want to talk about that chapter seven section where you talk about the spiritual forecast for the five regions of the United States. And, um, how or do you also believe that there exists principalities in every region too? Because you talked about a scripture, you talked about, you even gave a, a, an example of what to pray for for that region. Um, you had talked about, let's say, um, certain um, keys for that particular region, uh, things that they need to work on. Now, do you also believe there's a principality in that region also? You didn't mention anything of that, but that came to me in my prayer. Yeah, absolutely. There are, you know, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. So basically, there are four levels of demonic activity, with the principality being uh, each individual spirit. Now, I have recently also written a book called The Spiritual Assassins, where I tell you the 27 different named spirits that are mentioned in the Bible. And I I understand that, uh, you know, when whenever you're trying to do something, whenever you have somebody who's trying to live right, whenever you have somebody who is you know, trying to close the gap and minimize the distance between them and the Lord in their relationship, the devil's going to fight you. And principalities are sort of individual demonic spirits. Now, you can be on one side of the bridge, you can be on one side of town, and what spirit is on one side of the bridge is a different spirit on the other side of the bridge. What's on one side of the street can be on a different side of the street. You go uh, through stop signs, stoplights, rivers, bodies of water, uh, you know, county lines, state lines, all of these things, uh, you can feel it. When you go from one place to another, uh, what's ruling in one area may not be what's ruling in another area. So we need discernment to know exactly what's going on so that we can pray to bring down those principalities that are stopping us from fulfilling and moving and walking in the will of the Lord. That's God's will for our life. If we have discernment in order to tear down these strongholds, to tear down these principalities, you and I can walk in a greater level of knowledge, but we can also walk in a greater level of power in our life as we pull down these spirits and as we begin to put the kingdom of God in place where those principalities used to rule. Now the things of God are ruling there instead. 
Amen. Now, you do mention the five regions, which is number one, West region, the Southwest, the Midwest, the Southeast, and the Northeast. How can Christians begin to get together and help remove these principalities that exist in every region? Well, the Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, so we got to understand that our battle, our weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So I give you uh, so many different things in that one chapter that you're referring to in chapter seven, when I give you a forecast for all regions and I break uh, all of these regions down, I give you several states that are part of that region. I give you the nicknames uh, for those regions, a scripture. I give you the landmark to watch, a state to watch in that region, a city to watch in that region, key months, a prophecy. I give you a prayer and then a book of the Bible to study. So I'm giving you a lot of things. So I think this is sort of in part a little uh, profile of what God releases in order to use to win the battle against those principalities, powers, rules of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places for this year of 2019. So wherever you're at, you're going to face something. Now, you may face something different than what I face, but the bottom line is the enemy is out to get us. When you live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. The enemy is going to be on you like white on rice. Their attack is going to be great. But wherever there's an attack, we need to remember that the anointing, the Holy Spirit is attracted to the attack. So if we're getting attacked by the enemy and we put our trust in God, the Holy Spirit's going to be attracted to the attack. So we don't need to get down or discouraged, be wary or fearful. We need to trust the Lord, knowing that every time we get attacked, if we're trusted in God, the Holy Spirit and the anointing is attracted to every attack that the devil tries to come against the child of God with. Amen. Now, I'm looking at um, the, the Southwest region part in your book. It, um, you mentioned a scripture for the Southwest region, and that is Romans 12, one, two, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Yeah, that's how did you get that? How, how, was that something just God put in your, in your, uh, the Holy Spirit just put in your, uh, let's say, heart, or was it an audible voice for this particular uh, region? It definitely wasn't an audible voice. I think if I heard the audible voice, I'd probably die and be in heaven. (laughs) So (laughs) I think uh, it's just something that's that still small voice. You know, so often we're looking for big signs or we're looking for a plane to ride by our house that has, you know, a banner on it to tell us what to do. When really... God is in the still things, the quiet things, the small things. And it's our job to sort of recognize how God is trying to speak to us through the power of discernment. And so this scripture here, Romans chapter 12, I remember the Lord just gave it to me for Arizona, for Arkansas, Colorado, Louisiana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas, which I consider to be the Southwest region. God said for you guys I want you to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. It's reasonable. God had never asked us to do something unreasonable. He always asked us to do reasonable things. 
God is the one who does things that will blow your mind. He's the one that does miracles, but that's not in our ability to do. So anything that God asked us to do, it may be difficult, it may be hard, but it's always reasonable. And he said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that scripture sort of gives us some insight as to what God's expectations are for people in those states, in that region for 2019. Yes, and there's another section too, which I thought was really interesting in that particular region because I live in this region, you know, I'm in Arizona. And you had said on page 76, still uh, chapter seven, part of our duty as Christians is to watch out for uh, watch out for and serve others in 2019, where you said the Lord says that we allow us ourselves or our spirit to be more in, co- in cooperation instead of uh, being in competition with other Christians. Um, and uh, that we work together and that we work together and win together. I thought that was really interesting just because the Lord had also put, has put unity also in my heart for the churches here in Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things when it comes to unity is that you can, uh, you know, you don't have to be the same. Uh, You can be different and still be one. So oneness doesn't mean sameness. And I think that's where we've sort of got off track. Now, there are certain basic biblical beliefs. The book of Acts tells us it's the apostles' doctrine, which basically revolves around Jesus coming, dying, and rising again. If we're going to be a body of believers, um, there are certain things that we have to believe if we're going to be connected. But, you know, we don't have to believe everything exactly the same. As long as we have biblical beliefs, as long as we believe Jesus came, died, rose again, he was born of the Virgin Mary, we believe in the resurrection of the saints, we believe in the power of, you know, being fully immersed in the power of God, we believe that the Lord's coming back, that one day we're going to rule and reign with the Lord. Those are some of the basic things that all of us must believe. And, you know, there's other things that you and I may believe that may be a little bit different. I'm not talking about heresy, but I'm talking about just a little bit different in our belief system. And we need to understand oneness doesn't mean sameness. Me and my wife, she's a woman, I'm a man. That's the basic difference. And Mm -hmm. but we're still one. And so you can be one and still have some differences. You don't have to be like everybody. You don't have to make disciples after yourself. We make disciples after the Lord. I tell people all the time, it's our job to go out there and catch the fish, but it's God's job to clean them up. It's not our job to clean them up. It's not our job to make everybody like us. We want to make people like the Lord. And so that ought to be our goal. That ought to be our commitment. That ought to be what we're pursuing in our everyday lives is making sure that we're working together, cooperating with God, working with other people, because working together means winning together. And that's the ultimate goal for the church is building the kingdom of God down here on earth and tearing down the kingdom of the enemy. Amen. Now, knowing that our region is um, wrestling with unity, Pastor Jenkins, what do you um, suggest? Um, Let's say, for example, the example that comes to mind is that in about a month, June 1st, uh, myself and another pastor are uniting pastors in the city so that we not only pray for them, but we also pray for the congregation. And we're also praying for unity. How would you go about, um, or what suggestions would you have for us to go about presenting the unity, um, let's say, working together in unity? 
I think when it comes to unity, we have to have the mindset that we're there to serve others. We're not there to serve ourselves. You know, as well as I do, when you hang around some people, you know that their agenda revolves around them. And so what God is looking for, if we're going to come together on the common terms of serving the Lord and lift up the banner in, uh, of unity in the, in the church with the, when it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, we got to seek to serve. We got to seek to outserve. We got to seek to help others. Let not everything be about us, but let it be about building the kingdom. Our churches are important, but the kingdom of God is more important. I tell people that kingdom vision produces kingdom provision. So when we have the not church vision, now each individual church needs to have a vision for their church, obviously, but when we have kingdom vision, that's when we get kingdom provision. And that's what we're really looking to do is not just build our churches, but build the kingdom. If we build the kingdom, God will build our churches. So that's really what we need to be about is seeking to serve and outserve other people, other churches come together with a common agenda and not a personal agenda so that when we do things, we're building the kingdom of God and not our own personal kingdom. That's great. Now, you also said that in um, your book that in 2019 is a crucial year for the child of God and God's plan for the church as a whole. Is there a specific plan that God has for the church in America as a well, whole? I I tell you, I, I think the main thing is understanding what 19 means when it's mentioned in the Bible. So uh, what I do is when I go into a new year, I take that number like 19, and then I look in the Bible to see scriptures that have the number 19 in it. It just so happens there's seven scriptures that have the number 19 in it. And then I look for other things like lists of 19 or different times when 19 things uh, are mentioned in the Bible at one time. And so when you look in the Bible, you see that 19 revolves around three main themes. It revolves around wisdom, because when you take the uh, word, when you look at the very word uh, for wisdom, it literally uh, revolves around wisdom. That's what uh, wisdom means. It means yod teth in the Hebrew. So it's Y-O-D with a dash and then T-E-T-H. And it means hand of wisdom. So when you see 19, 19 revolves around wisdom. I think God wants us to go to a greater level of wisdom. And remember, knowledge is input. Knowledge is what we give, but wisdom is what we give. You can't, you, you, you can't give wisdom until you've applied it to your life and see it work for you. So when you mm -hmm. talk about a vision for 2019, part of that is that we need to have wisdom. Seek God for wisdom in our life. We also need to understand that 19 revolves around faith. Uh, there are 19 people that are mentioned as heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, which is the hall of fame of faith. Then you go to Romans chapter 3, verse 21 through Romans chapter 5, and you see that Paul, when he preaches this sermon, mentions the word faith 19 times. That's not an accident. Um, the 19th time Noah's mentioned in the Old Testament is in Genesis 7, 13, where Noah enters the ark as an act of faith. So I could go on and on, but 19 is about wisdom, it's about faith, and it's about a new era. One and nine make up 19. So one is the first single-digit number, nine is the last single-digit number. When you put those together, it sort of signifies the end of one season and the beginning of a new season. There was also, if you remember, when Israel, uh, when the children of, uh, of God, God were separated into two different kingdoms. You had Judah and you had Israel. Israel was ruled by 19 kings. 
Now, it was not God's will for Israel or Judah to be ruled by kings, but that's what the will of the people was. And ultimately, God said, all right, I'm going to give you your will. Go ahead and let uh, your nation be ruled by kings and see how more messed up it can get. Well, Israel Mm -hmm. had 19 kings. And then after the 19th king, God said, listen, if you ain't figured this thing out out yet, you're never going to. So he said, we're going to change it. We're going to bring in a new era. So he allowed there to be 19 kings in Israel until he finally changed that around and he stopped giving the people their will and he changed things and he brought in a new era. So uh, when you talk about 19, when you talk about a, a vision for this year of 2019, God is wanting us to have more faith. He's wanting us to have more wisdom as we enter this new era, because the reason this is so crucial of a time is because we're setting the stage, we're setting the table, and we're laying a foundation, not just for this year, but for several years to come. So from 2019 to 2022, this is an era of time. This is a season that- Where we're sowing? But that, we're sowing the sowing season. Is exactly. that what you're saying? So we've got to do the right thing because mm-hmm. whatever you do with the first part determines what happens with the rest. If you do the right thing with the first part of your day by praying, seeking the Lord, getting right with him before you leave your house, you're probably going to have a better day. If you do the right thing with your finances and give a tithe, your, your, the, finances, the rest of your finances are going to be blessed. So it's important we do the right thing in this new era because it matters what we do now, not just for this year, but for the next few years, because this is a new era, not just a new year, not just a new season. Amen. This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach, and I'm talking to Pastor Bill Jenkins, who is the pastor of Destinyland and uh, Christian Center in Ontario, California, and the author of the book, The Prophetic Almanac, 2019. You also said, Pastor uh, Jenkins, that you um, gave a scripture of the year, Proverbs 29:18, where it says, uh, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, um, happy is he. Yeah, vision is important. Uh, you got to have a vision. And so that's what I try to release every year through this book. One of the great parts of the book is chapter two, where I give you a preview Uh, for what's to come by talking about the biblical characters that you should study. If you're a woman, I tell you to study Mary, the mother of Jesus. Men ought to study Jonah. The young people ought to study Timothy. And when you study that, I believe God wants to speak to you individually as to different things Uh, that this year may bring. So I talk about the fruit of the spirit, the gift of the spirit, the state of the year uh, is Indiana because the 19th state to come into our union was in 1816 and Indiana was that state. So Indiana has been in the news a lot, the national news, and you're going to see it in the news throughout the year. So I give you a scripture of the year. I give you a word of the year, uh, food of the year, vegetable of the year, animal of the year. All of these things are important. I tell you, movies to watch for, geographical places to watch for, because all of this stuff is sort of, <coughs> you know, giving us insight uh, as to understanding the signs of the time. I believe we're living in the last of the last days. I'm not saying Jesus is coming back today, but you know what? We're living in the days when I believe Jesus could come back today. So we need to be ready. We need to be right with God. We need to live like we're in a red red alert state where we're right on that flight line, ready to get the call for the Lord to come back, working with all of our might to build the kingdom of God and tell people about Jesus. Because I believe that 
these are crucial days. These are the last of the last days. And we, the church, need to do what we can to build the kingdom of God here on earth. Do you think we're living that way, though? Today? I don't I don't think we're living it the way we should. Uh, you know, <laughs> you ask me a question like that, you open up a can of worms. Because I'm not <laughs> sure. To me, a Christian is somebody who is faithful. When we go to the Lord and we stand before him, which all of us will, he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, or he's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. I think there's a lot of people who are playing games, yanking the chain of God. They are not living seriously for the Lord the way they should. Uh, now, my job as a pastor is not always to point that out and you know yell and scream at people. My job is to sort of be patient with them and lead them in the right direction. But when you ask me a question like that, no, I don't think that many people are serious about serving the Lord in 2019. I think we're lowering the standard. I think we're compromising more and more. And I think it's up to the true bride of Christ, not just the body of Christ, but the bride of Christ to raise that standard and to implement some of these things in our own lives so that when the world gets so sick of what they're doing and the church gets sick of doing it their way, that they're going to see us who are trying to live faithful, raising that standard, and they're going to want to know some different things that maybe we have to offer them. So it's going to take us being sick and tired of doing what we're doing wrong in order to open up our eyes? I, I, I think so. You know, you look at what's going on in society, you know, I don't like that. I don't, I, if I was God, I wouldn't do it that way. But I think that God has done what he did back in the Old Testament and the New Testament. He has sometimes yielded his will to our will because we think we know better. We don't, and we'll find that out. But I think if you look at what's going on in society over the past 10 years, think about it. What used to be, uh, you know, sort of hidden and kept quiet and in the closet is now paraded down the main streets of our major cities in America. Now, if you stand up against unrighteousness, you're the bad person. So right. I think that, you know, God has sort of said, all right, well, go ahead and try it your way. And sooner or later, we're going to see. Uh, you know, that, hey, the way that we thought we wanted wasn't the way we really wanted it. And so God is going to use that, I believe, to maybe set revival fires in America to turn people back to God. Because what we think we want is not really what we want when we get it. And then we're going to be more dissatisfied, more discontent, and we're going to have to go back to God in order to connect with him, to get back that self satisfaction that we are desiring and looking for in our own personal lives. So in the meantime, Christians can be praying for each other. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely need to pray for one another and we don't condemn one another. We don't judge one another, but you know, like I said, when you ask a question like that, then my, then, then it's sort of, you pull on that anointing in me and I say, wow, you know, there's too many people that are playing games. We're not taking the time seriously. We don't have a fear of God and a respect of God like we should. And uh, we do need to pray. We do need to lift people up. We need, need to pray for a change. We need to pray that this is a new era that God is sort of wanting to usher in. And he's wanting to use the true and the faithful Christians in order to bring some of these good things about and some of these changes to pass in our land. Amen. Now, your book, Pastor uh, Jenkins, was very simple and fast reading. I have to tell you that I appreciate it very much because you got to the point with the serious information that you wrote, and I appreciate that very, very much. So I hope uh, many others are able to purchase this book, and how can people purchase it or get a hold of it? 
Well, thank you for saying that, by the way, because I'm not interested in playing games. I'm interested in getting to the meat and potatoes and stuff. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm going to get down to the nitty gritty of stuff. And that's what I do in all of my books. And so you can go to Amazon, you can download it on ebook Kindle, but probably the best place to go to to get any and all of my materials would be pastorbilljenkins.org. You can get all of my books, you can listen to what I have every single day. I have a minute that matters. It's a video presentation on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, where I give you a one minute, 60 second little video to tell you one great little nugget for that day. So there's a lot of ways to hear some good information for if you want to connect with me, if you want to get a book, if you want to find out more information about what we're doing, the books we're writing, the, the things that we're trying to do to build the kingdom of God, just go to pastorbilljenkins.org. That'd be the best place to find out everything you want to know about me and about the books and about our ministry. That's great. Now, really quickly, I just want to ask, what's been the response to your book so far? Well, people love the book, and I'll tell you why they love it, because they see it coming to pass. There's always a shock. You know, when people read the book, they're like, wow, okay. And then after they see things start coming to pass, then there's always that connection with, hey, you know what? That's right. This is a year of faith. This is a year of wisdom. This is a new era. So whenever you listen on the TV, whenever you're listening in church, notice those themes continually reoccur. And that's because that's the message. That's the wave that the Lord is sort of releasing into our atmosphere for the people to receive here in 2019. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jenkins. Would you please pray for there to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit around America and for us to repent and return to the Lord and for whatever else the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray for? Absolutely. Lord, we just call upon your name right now. We thank you for this opportunity to speak forth your word into this atmosphere and to bring good, positive change. And Lord, we pray that, Lord, you would uh, just allow this book as we're releasing information, inspiration, divine revelation, Lord, to cause people to have a hunger and a desire for more of you. This is not the only book. This is not the only way. And so, Lord, we're asking you today to create a hunger and a desire inside of people to want more of you and to want it your way, not our way, to want your vision, not our vision, to want your will, not our will. So, Lord, we're praying for people tonight that they would be blessed in every way as they walk in obedience to you, rekindle their fire, renew their flame, renew their passion for you, Lord, so that they can have a fire and desire and burn bright in this world for you to build your kingdom. And we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen.